1: Hey, math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude, here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Let's kick things off today with a puzzle. First, pick any whole number you like, although you'll probably want to keep it reasonably sized so it's easier to do the following in your head. Once you have your whole number, Subtract 1 and then square it. Now subtract the number you just got from the square of the original number. With me so far? If so, it's time to subtract your original number from your current result and then finally add 1. What did you end up with? Hopefully the same number you started with. Otherwise, something went wrong along the way. How can I possibly know that? Obviously, it's because I was imbued with magical powers as a baby and can now interact with your mind from anywhere on the planet. Or not. Not at all that, actually. The truth is, all of this was just a bit of not exceptionally clever mathematical sleight of hand. Because the particular rigmarole I put you through was really just a way of building up a mathematical equation containing something called a polynomial. To understand exactly what this all means and how it works, today we're going to begin digging a bit deeper into the world of polynomials. To begin with, what are polynomials? As we'll discuss today, polynomials are algebraic expressions made up of one or more terms of a particular type. As we've discussed before, algebraic expressions are sort of the phrases of the algebra world. They're made from a combination of numbers, variables, operators, as well as things like parentheses and brackets that manage the order of operations. For example, 1 is a very simple expression made from a single number. But of course not all expressions have to be so simple. The expression 5 plus 10 uses two numbers and an operator. And the expression 100 times x plus 10 is a bit more complicated yet with two numbers, two operators, and a variable. So polynomials are a particular set of these algebraic expressions that contain one or more terms. But these terms can't just be any old terms you can think of. There are a few rules and restrictions about what exactly polynomials can be built from. In other words, there are rules about how each term is constructed. What do these rules and restrictions look like? And how specifically do we go about building polynomials? The answer is term by term. As we've discussed, a term is what you get when you multiply one or more numbers and or variables together. For example, 3x, x to the two-thirds power, and 2 over x are all terms. But not all of these terms are legal in polynomials since, as we've alluded to, the terms in polynomials can't just be anything, only particular terms will do. To find out which, let's actually build a polynomial out of polynomial building blocks. These building blocks are allowed to be any product of a numerical constant with a variable raised to a positive integer power, which means that variables in polynomials can never be raised to a fractional or negative power.
0: Start your electric journey right here, right now.
1: You can think of building a polynomial as the process of adding or subtracting these building blocks. For example, we can add up 5 x-squared building blocks, which we can picture as x-block long by x-block tall squares. To that, we can add 2 x-building blocks, which we can picture as x-block long rectangles. And finally, we can add the numerical constant 1, which we can picture as a single block. This creates the polynomial expression x squared plus 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 x plus x plus x-plus 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 one. Which is a pretty big polynomial. It has eight terms. But you may have noticed that many of these terms are identical. As we've talked about before, the word identical here means that many of these terms are what we call like terms. In other words, we can think of them as representing the same shaped and sized objects, which means we can imagine stacking them. I've included a picture showing this in the web article version of the podcast. As always, you can find that at quickanddirtytips.com mathdude. Of particular interest, in the polynomial we've been building, there are five square-shaped x-squared terms and two line-shaped x-terms. Since all of the objects in each group are the same size and shape, we can stack the x-squared terms on top of each other to make a cube that's five squares high, and we can also stack the pair of x-terms on top of each other, which means we can simplify our eight-term polynomial by combining like terms to build the equivalent three-term polynomial, 5x-squared, plus 2x, plus 1. To put all of this a bit more algebraically, like terms in polynomials are those terms that are raised to the same power of the variable. In the case of our polynomial, all terms with a power of 2 on the variable were put into one group, since they each have the same sort of shape. All terms with a power of 1 on the variable were put into another group, and the lone term without a variable was put into its own lonely group. Okay, now that we've seen an example of a polynomial, it's time to take a proper look at the anatomy and the language used to describe them. The polynomial we built, 5x squared plus 2x plus 1, contains three terms. The first two are made from constant numerical coefficients and a variable raised to a different power. And the final term is known as a constant term, since it doesn't contain a variable terms can be separated by either addition or subtraction. And, of course, each of the terms can be much more complex than the simple examples we've seen. Since the exponents of variables in polynomials can only be positive integers, any expression with a negative number, fractional number, or irrational number as an exponent must not be a polynomial. So that's what polynomials are, but why have we bothered to build them? And why do we have all these rules about no negative or fractional exponents? The answer is actually pretty simple. It turns out that many important relationships between quantities in the world, and therefore many important math and science problems, can be expressed by equations involving polynomials. So polynomials just turn out to be really useful in the real world, which is why we typically make a habit of studying them. And while the puzzle we talked about at the outset wasn't exactly the most important real-world problem, it turns out that it, too, can be understood in terms of an equation involving a polynomial. How exactly? Well, I'm going to let you think about that for a bit, and I'll have the answer for you next time. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. For more fun with math, please check out my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. Also, be sure to check out the catalog of the other 284 Math Dude episodes. They're all available at quickanddirtytips.com slash mathdude and through your favorite podcast app. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to make math easier. Thanks for listening, math fans.
0: Start your electric journey right here, right now